My name is Dr. Michael Brown, and this is Three Words, a bite-sized podcast about the simple and strategic choices that all of us can make in order to feel fully alive. Today's conversation with my son, Dr. Justin Michael Brown, he poses the question, should we consider throughout the course of our life, at times, actually making less money? It's striking. It's it's a powerful conversation to have with my son as he is a doctor and many in his field are thinking about how do I make more and more and more and more, but not just in the field of medicine, but all across culture. There is this unspoken norm that the goal, the ultimate goal is to make more money, to get the end of our life richer, wealthier, with a larger nest egg on which to retire. This is a provocative conversation. Be sure to listen in. Justin, I really appreciate that you would set aside time to sit with your father in the Three Words Podcast studio and have a conversation with me during the busiest time of your life, even now being in residency, uh, with these three words. Make less money. Make less money. Isn't that a bit ironic that that three-word phrase is coming from the lips of a doctor? I mean, didn't you go into medicine to make a ton of money? Not not quite, as, as you know, but... <laughs> I want to, before we start kind of talking really about the heart behind this episode, I feel like we just have to acknowledge that we are sitting here sharing these words from a place of tremendous privilege. Absolutely. That, that because of our uh, race, our gender, our um, educational opportunities, our access to healthcare, um, and the families that we grew up in, that, that we have access to wealth that that not everyone else has access to because of the hand that they were dealt unfairly mm-hmm. in this world and and there are so many people in our world and in our country in particular that are so struggling to get by because of systemic inequities and injustice in in the distribution of wealth in our country i'm someone who who greatly supports efforts to ensure um, equitable income, regardless of race or gender. Uh, I support student loan forgiveness. I support universal health care. I support raising the federal minimum wage and all of those things mm-hmm. that, that are, are seeking to create more fairness and justice in the context of our economic system. But, but this episode in particular is not for, for those that are struggling so much to right, just make right. it by. Um, but for actually those of us, myself included, that are living in a place of, of relative comfort and ease mm-hmm. because of the hand that we were dealt and because of um, the, the resources that are available to us. And you and I have chatted about this for several years now, but we've seen the data that there is no increase in the degree of personal happiness and fulfillment beyond an annual salary of $75,000 a year. So if you can imagine a couple at $150,000 a year, up until then, there is a significant increase in comfort, in opportunity, in possessions, and in quite honestly, you know, uh, opportunity and comfort as we talked about. And yet, oftentimes we think the more, the more, the more, the more I will increase with, will increase happiness. And that's simply not true. So we're talking about obviously up until $75,000 a year, up until that place of comfort, continue to strive to make more money, but thereafter make less money. Talk to me about that. Yes. So I think the heart behind this this episode and this particular topic, and I appreciate you for, for allowing me to uh, engage in this particular conversation, um, 
the background is that my first year of medical school, I discovered this secret about Mm -hmm. the medical profession in particular, that the doctors that work 80 hours a week choose to do that. That doctors don't have to work 80 hours a week, that, that it's not somewhere in my oath as a physician. I don't, I don't have to do that. And the doctors that, that are overworked, that, um, are workaholics, that have a higher divorce rate than the average person, mm-hmm. um, that they're actually choosing to work those many hours. And I actually get to choose to work fewer hours and take the associated pay cut, which is honestly my, career and professional dream. Well, I love how you're talking about the power of choices and not blaming circumstances. Could we talk a lot about that in DMB coaching in three words that oftentimes that which we call difficult circumstances are really our own choices. And what you're telling me, what you're sharing with our viewers and listeners is we need to take ownership of those things. You can actually choose to make less money and in turn benefit in other areas of your life. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think my big, I really look forward to this moment when I, I'm graduated from my residency program, um, two and a half years from now. And I am just now applying for my first position as an independent, uh, physician with, without supervision. Um, and, and I'll be applying for this job and I'll sit across the table from that HR person who's responsible for hiring and they slide that contract across the table. And I, I look forward to looking at it, putting it back on the table and sliding it back and saying, are you willing to pay me less? That I, I just, no I, one does that. No one does that. Right. But quite honestly, you know, the, the median income for a family doctor in the United States is like $280,000. You talked about that kind of happiness threshold. I don't feel like I want that much money and I definitely don't need that much money. Mm-hmm. Um, but what is something that I do want is I want more margin. I want more time to be able to invest in my family, invest in the people around me and invest in myself to become the best version of myself. And I think so often we, we choose to work more hours to be more fully devoted and invested into the professional dimension of our lives um, in a way that is is not necessary for us to do. It has damaging effects on the other 11 dimensions. Because we've talked about this, but the first 60 years of our life, typically, if you just flow with the, uh, the kind of the, the reality of culture um, and, you just, and you just roll with the crowd and you follow the, you know, keeping up with the Joneses, typically what you're going to be finding is that you're going to spend 60 years of your life making more money while marginalizing your important relationships and minimizing your health. And then you're going to spend the last 20 years of your life, if you have an opportunity to live that long, spending all your money in order to gain back your health and your important relationships. As if you could do that. As if you you could actually make up for the fact that you haven't seen a doctor in 40 years. Right. Well, and even working (laughs) on the college campus, you know, one of my roles at Bowling Green State University, oftentimes if you ask students, why did you choose this major? It's because I'm going to make money. Hmm. And then those who choose majors that tap into their passions – or their calling, or or will make the world a better place, but doesn't have a higher price tag in regards to annual salary. Oftentimes, people discourage them and say, "You realize you're never going to make money." Mm-hmm. But then the response often is, "But I'm going to be really happy and deeply fulfilled and satisfied, yeah. and becoming the better version of myself." I mean, that isn't that really the goal in America and economics? Is that every year we make more money, and you're wanting to make less money? 
I'm going to pause real quick in the middle of this episode with my son, Justin Brown, and simply say to you, if you are enjoying these episodes with Three Words Podcast, would you share with a friend? It's so interesting. I think that in our culture, we always think about climbing that corporate ladder, getting to the next thing. And sometimes we accept that promotion or take on that new administrative role in our jobs that that really doesn't help us to become the best version of ourselves, has nothing to do with with our greatest passions and our life calling. And it just seems like the natural next step. And we, we often don't think enough about those promotions that when it becomes available, we don't have to go for it. We don't have to take it. We could, we could stay right in the middle of the ground in terms of our income, mm. and we could stay right in the middle of the road in terms of how far up in our company we decide to go, that we can actually choose that. You talk a lot about this idea of, of we're not a slave to our schedule. Mm. But I think, unfortunately, there are times where we sign a contract that makes us um, have a schedule that we can no longer control. Yeah, there but we go. But we actually, and, and this isn't the case for everybody, and again, I'm privileged to be able to say this, but if I'm in a place, in a, in a position, in a profession where I get to negotiate my contract, where I'm, you know, we're in this market right now where everybody's hiring, we actually have a little bit of negotiating power. We mm-hmm. have some room to say, you know, this is what you're offering me. I'm kind of interested in actually working half those hours and just cut my paycheck in half. Are you willing to do that for me? Nobody does that, yeah. but that's potentially well, you're encouraging us to available do that. to us. You're encouraging yes. us to do that, but not only just encouraging, but at least entertaining mm-hmm. the idea is more money going to make me happier hmm. is more wealth material possessions going to make me feel more satisfied mm. is climbing that ladder of success, meaning I'm making more money every single year. Is that huge retirement fund Yeah, that will enable me to sit on a boat or a golf course or a beach? Is that really what I want? Yeah. I, I think that's the question you're asking today, Justin, even as a doctor who could make millions of dollars, if you were to go in a very special route in mm-hmm. regards to medicine, which is why, correct me if I'm wrong, that's why family physicians are rare, because if you're going to enter into the medical field, why not go all the way and make millions as opposed to a couple hundred thousand? Definitely. But yeah. you've chosen something different. And you're not doing that in a boastful way. And, and obviously, I'm speaking as your father. You're not here to promote, look at all the hard choices I've made so that I can make the world a better place. But you've been very thoughtful about this. And you're projecting who do you want to be at the end of your life? Who do you want your family to be at the end of your life? What do you want your relationships to feel like and look like at the end of your life? And is more money going to help all those things be true? Right. I think you're just being proactive. Totally. And you've shared this idea before that there is nothing more valuable than our time. And I've, I've recently was, was in a session that was talking about physician burnout and physician wellness. And, and the question was, what is wellness to you? And an answer that I kept hearing and that I even echoed back is wellness to me is time. <laughs> it is margin. It is, I feel like I'm in a current season in my, my training where I have very little margin. Um, it is the nature of going through a specialty training, mm-hmm. um, in a pandemic where my, um, abilities and, and what I'm able to offer is in really high demand, um, for a lot of hours. Um, but for me, I feel like I can't wait <laughs> and I look forward to the day where I have an administrative half day a week where I can actually check my email and feel like I'm going to work and not just clocking the hours, but I'm actually 
able to get work done at work. I, I think that those are things that I, I look forward to. Um, I think it is another layer to this conversation is that for those of us that are in, in helping professions like healthcare, like nonprofits, um, like the, the government, um, we struggle to pull back our hours, yeah. not just for money's sake, but because we feel like what we're doing is so important. Mm-hmm. And I've heard doctors say at panels, um, you know, my kids understood that they never saw me because they knew that dad did something really important helping people. But for me, I feel like that's a tough balance, that there's got to be a boundary here. Um, I think it's important for me to be willing, as a physician in this pandemic era, to be willing to crank up my hours a little bit in this season. But as things kind of normalize, you know, if this continues on for the next five years, I can't just keep giving exclusively to this profession at the detriment of um, my personal life as well as my my various goals and dreams as an individual. So what you are sharing is a little bit counterintuitive, but making more and more money comes at great cost. It does. You actually are going to lose something as you accumulate something else. You're losing time. Mm-hmm. You're losing uh, closer relationships. You're losing investing in the most important people in your life, just your own self-care. Yeah. You know, it's funny, you you talk about um, this idea of people in the helping profession, but as I work with corporate clients, it's the same conversation. Hmm. I mean, they're still saying I'm doing a really important thing Yeah. or my kids will understand because it's only for a season, mm-hmm. but the two year season or the three year season becomes a five year season, a 10 year season, a 20 year season, and it keeps growing and growing and growing. And there's this idea that it will end sometime. And I'm just providing for you. And again, for those who are listening, who are thinking I'm doing this to provide for my family, do they want that kind of provision Hmm. or is there a different kind of providing, a different kind of provision that they most long for from their parent? Definitely. Um, So again, there's no decisions being made. We're not saying this is what you must do, but at least ask the question Yeah. because most people are not asking the question Hmm. even, what if I made less money? What if I worked less hours? What if I chose a major Mm -hmm. that I really, really enjoy Totally. that might not be attached to a major paycheck 10, 15, 20 years down the road? Dad, let me share with you some of my dreams. um, Please. As as things that I would love to be able to accomplish in my life that will require me to maybe make less money. Um, I dream of sharing parenting responsibilities and creating space for Noelle's career goals. I dream of taking an entire day off every single week and spending time with friends and family every single month. I dream of of ordering takeout with my wife on Tuesday nights and sipping coffee with her on Saturday mornings. I dream of reading hundreds of books and maybe even writing a few. I dream of actively engaging in my church community and cultivating a deep and vibrant relationship with my God. I dream of befriending neighbors and playing an active role in my community and improving the lives of those around me outside of the workplace. And last, I I dream of maintaining uh, a physically active lifestyle that will actually give me more years to live my life and to become the best version of myself. So while you have less money at the end of your years, you'll be a healthier version of yourself and a happier version of mm. yourself. I love those dreams, son. They tie into the funeral journal. I'm sure that you've uh, continued to build into your personal mission statement, but it's a provocative idea. 
making less money. I'm going to give you the final word with our audience, whether they're viewing or listening today, as to what you would have them consider in light of this conversation. I would say that that my recommendation, um, as far as making this practical, is for our viewers to ask the question, is it more important, would I rather have a vacation house for my kids when they're grown up, or would I rather actually be home as they are growing up? Um, another way to, to kind of make this practical is that we actually can reevaluate with each new season. Is this a season where I should scale up my hours and up my paycheck? Or is this a season that I can afford to scale back my hours and scale back my paycheck? Mm-hmm. And then, and then finally, you know, to, to evaluate with, with each individual season, where are we at? What, what can I do? Am I saying all the time, I don't have enough time? We can make more time if only we choose to make less money. For life coaching, consulting services, or to hire a keynote speaker, please visit dmbcoaching.com.